welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Unchurched. My name is Rebecca, and I am your host for the next half an hour. And today we're going to be talking about loaded questions. Whew, yes. Um, why are we talking about loaded questions on uh, a church call, uh, on a show called Unchurched? Um, well, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, thank you, number one. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you. Uh, what we what we do here on this program is we look at church and church culture, and then we ask a question, and then we um, and then we uh, we basically look at what church often says, and then we look at what the Bible says. And then um, we compare the two. Here on Unchurched, we're always going to side with the Bible because the Bible is the Word of God. And um, yeah, so it's very clear to those that um, love Jesus and love God and love the Word that the Word is the basis for which we stand on. And so, or that's basically how God primarily speaks to and through his people is through the Word of God or the Bible. Um, this episode this week, um, we're still in, um, the track of, uh, forgiveness and mercy and grace, but we're going to be talking about loaded questions. Now, whew, this is a fun question. So typically that there are loaded questions. Um, anybody that knows what a loaded question is, is if you're married or you've been in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend relationship or relationship, and somebody says, um, in the, that's in, that's, you know, that's in the relationship, somebody will be like, usually the woman goes up to the man and says, honey, does this make me look fat? Now, there's no right way to answer this question because, and I, I've done this with my husband and I know not to ask this question because I'm never going to get a right answer because he knows that he, there's no right answer to this question because like I, I got some chub on me. And so that's just the way things are. <laughs> and I know that there are things that need to be fixed, um, you know, with some exercise and some good diet, but I'm not going to sit there and go, honey, do I look fat, you know, in this, I know if I look fat in something now, my husband, <laughs> he'll be like, do I like, does this look good on me? And I'm like, it, that is such a hard question to answer because I love my husband. And when he's wearing an ill-fitting shirt and he clearly wants to wear it and there's no shirt that's going to change his shape or hide his shape, I'm not going to sit there and go, honey, it doesn't matter what shirt you wear. You're just going to be that shape. That's rude. and But that's not what he wants to hear. He wants to know if he looks less, like more appropriately and where he's not going to gross people out if he's wearing a shirt. That's basically what he's asking. But that's not what the words that come out of his mouth is. The words that come out of his mouth is, does this look okay? And so, I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. This, it's a loaded question, right? Because if you answer, if you approach it straightforward, every husband, every wife out there knows that they're going to, it's going to ensue in a fight. 
And so it's like, because there's no right answer to that question. The right answer is the wrong answer. And so there, that's, this is what, that's a loaded question is like, there is a question and there's no right answer to the question because the right answer is always the wrong answer because that's not what we want to hear. That's because we know what the truth is, but that's not what we're asking. And so it's the question that's being asked is that you have to discern or know the person well enough about how to go about answering the question. And so that's what we're going to be approaching here today. Now, um, and I, I think that what I I find um, interesting is that um, we're going to be talking about uh, public speaking and probably like like the celebrity sphere today is what we're going to be talking about because um, a few years ago we had um, a an artist from the Christian the contemporary Christian music scene um, the of an artist that gets a lot still gets a lot of airplay today but um, her name's Lauren Daigle and she was making the rounds on a lot of um, secular TV shows she was on the Ellen TV show she's uh, Grammy nominated she um, gets a lot of airplay and a lot of uh, was getting a lot of feedback and a lot of people were like wow she actually put out a really good album that I'm enjoying and it's not just a Christian album because new Christian albums are notoriously behind the times in terms of production in terms of um, artistry and but that's a topic for another time um, and but she put out an album that sounds contemporary that sounded contemporary to these to the secular world it was um had well-written songs in it um that were appealing and people were being drawn to it and so she started making the rounds on a lot of secular shows like the ellen degeneres show and she ended up on a um uh, the Dominic Natty show and he's a it's an iHeart radio show and she was asked the question she was asked a lot of questions but um, w- one question was she w- she was asked if uh, homosexuality was a sin and she responded I can't honestly answer on that in the sense that I have too many people that I love and are homosexuals and she she told this to the the this uh to dominic to dominic natty and so a lot uh and then went on with the 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 interview now there's a lot of people that just and especially christians that just flew up in arms like what do you mean you can't answer that question because the bible clearly says that homosexuality is a sin um, especially in Leviticus eighteen twenty two, uh, there's and the by and that's not the only scripture. There are several scriptures that talk about that. We're not going to be talking about homosexuality. We're talking about the question that was asked, because I've heard this question uh, phrased in a lot of different ways from a lot of people, and it's always somebody who's on the fence about Christianity. It always comes from somebody who has been burned by Christianity. It's always been somebody who's been burned by the church or has been experienced or had relationships with people who've been horribly burned by the church or they're like third hand where they know somebody that has had bad experiences. They know somebody that knows somebody. And so the, so 
now they've heard terrible things. And so now they're asking a question. This question, if phrased in this way, I'm almost always positive and 100% sure that the question that they're not asking for is a list of sins. Um, if they're looking for a list of sins, it's easy to find. You can go find it in the uh, in scripture very easily. There's the Ten Commandments. There's the there is. You can go read Leviticus. You can go read um, Exodus. You can go ask a rabbi. I mean, if you want a list of sins, you can even do a Google search or you know or search a search engine and just find out what are all of the, what are what is Christianity can um, consider a sin and it will you can pull up lists of um, sins in fact the the Bible even has lists of sins and we'll get into that but that's not what I think the conversation and the question that's being asked here is that when somebody asked is blank a sin? Um, while it seems like it's a yes or no question, she did not answer yes or no. Pro like what people, you know, it seems like it's a definitive yes or no. What I believe people are asking is because they're framing it from the standpoint that if you sin, you're going to hell. Because that right there is what people understand with Christianity is if I sin, I am going to hell. If I do something bad, I'm going to hell. And that's how they view Christianity. That's how they've been told that Christianity works. That's how they've been told that this whole thing, this church thing works is if you sin, you go to hell. That I believe is actually the question that's being asked. If I sin, am I going to hell? And that, so when they ask, is such and such a sin? It's not a yes or no. Is they're asking, am I going to hell? Is basically what they're asking. And this is not, I mean, you have to sit down and you have to talk to them and present to them what a sin is and whether or not God forgives sins. So what would have been a better, um, is that a better answer is, you know, I would love to talk to you this one-on-one, um, -on -one, I know that we have limited time here, but I would love to discuss this further with you, but, but I'm not going to go into a big, huge theological discussion and occupy your time on your show. That would have been a much better response. But I believe that Lauren Daigle also responded appropriately saying, you know, hey, I I do love people. I am can't answer it because, you know, I'm basically I'm up in the air because I don't know, because I believe that she tapped into that. This is a deeper question that I can answer right now. And that I don't have the discernment. I don't have the wherewithal to answer. And so she answered to the best of her ability and her knowledge at that point. And I believe that she answered correctly. She said, I can't say one way or the other. I'm not God. When people ask questions like that, I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. And when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too. This is an excellent way to answer. I mean, it's like... You know, because when you when you say when you're when your spouse comes to you and says, honey, does this make me look fat? Um, no, honey, you are fat. Anything you wear is going to make you look is not going to make you look fat because you are fat. 
It's like that's that's the <laughs> that is what that's not the question. That's not the answer that's looking. Is there like is there that's not the answer that your spouse is looking for. That's not the answer that somebody who knows that they are in sin, who knows that they are in condemned. I mean, the in uh, in John chapter three, it says for the world, you know, I came not to judge to condemn the world for the world already stands condemned. People already know that they're condemned. And that's why they're asking, hey, uh, is this a sin? Well, it doesn't matter if you're if you're committing the sin of homosexuality or not. There's other sins that you've committed. And we're all condemned if we don't have Christ. That is the whole thing. So we're going to look at the what the we're going to look at the, what the Bible says because I really believe that that one that the church missed it and two that um that that people that want that want to know God but don't feel like they can know God because they're stuck in sin, they're not they haven't been told the gospel. They don't know the gospel. They don't know that God has made a way for them to know him. And so that's where we're going today is that, is there a sin that God does not forgive? And so um, we're, that's, that's what we're looking at uh, is, uh, is this, is this basically this little question is basically saying, am I going to hell? Um, the short of the answer is yes. Um, I mean, if we go and look at Exodus 20, uh, 1 through 17, and we look at um, the one Exodus 21 through 17 happens to be the Ten Commandments, um, where it says, respect, it says, remember the, it says, do not misuse my name. Oh, I'm reading out of the um, Common English Language Bible. Um, which is very direct. It says um, do in chapter 20 of, of Exodus, verse 7, it says, Do not misuse my name. I am the Lord your God, and I will punish anyone who misuses my name. There's number one. Number uh, two, remember that the Sabbath day belongs to me. You have six days when you can do your work, but the seventh day of each week belongs to me, your God. No one is to work on that day, not you, your children, your slaves, your animals, or the foreigners who live in your towns. In six days I made the sky, the earth, the oceans, and everything in them, but on the seventh day I rested. That's why I made the Sabbath a special day that belongs to me. Uh, it, Verse 12 says, respect your father and your mother, and you will live a long time in the land I am giving you. Uh, number 13, do not murder. Number 14, be faithful in marriage. Number 16, do not steal. Oh, that's 15. 16, do not tell lies about others. And 17, do not want anything that belongs to somebody else. Don't want anyone's house, wife, or husband, slaves, oxen, donkeys, or anything else. I love this. It's so direct. <laughs> this version of the Bible, I'm like, oh, yeah, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like a sock to the stomach. It's like, oh, yes, speak to me in common English language. It's like, oh, yeah, don't murder. Be faithful in your marriage. Do not steal. Don't tell lies. Don't bear false witness. Don't tell lies about others. I mean, and don't want anything that belongs to somebody else. That TV that they've got. Yeah, don't want it. Don't want anyone's house, wife, wife or husband, slaves, oxen, donkeys, or anything else. And if you think about it, 
like so okay so that's the ten commandments um if you talk to a rabbi um about the torah they'll tell you that there are 1600 613 laws in the torah and there are 365 that start with thou shalt not or you will not or don't do this 365 that's one for each and every single day of the year i i think that's no coincidence that there are that that means that there every single day you're probably breaking a law is that you're probably like every single day out of the year you're going to break something you're going to break the law is that there is an opportunity for sin every day of the year and there's 365 ways to break the law this is no coincidence to me it's like 365 days 365 you shall not um jesus even took it a step further in matthew 5 22 uh which says oh he says uh where is it i just had it and then i clicked way past it oh yeah uh he says uh don't murder a murderer must be he says, you know that our answers were told, do not murder, and a murderer must be brought to trial. And in verse 22, he says, but I promise you that if you are angry with someone, you will have to stand trial. If you call someone a fool, you will be taken to court. And if you say that someone is worthless, you will be in dangers of fires of hell. He also he also said, you know, if you think about having um, having an adulterous affair with a woman, or if you just think about her lustfully, like, oh, yeah, I mean, you have... It's like you've committed the sin of adultery. It's committing, you know, that lustful act against her. Uh, and we've already talked about that. But, like, Jesus took it and said, you know, it's not just what you do, you know, if you don't do it, but if you think about doing it, then you're, you, it's like, it's like as you've committed it. Um. Galatians even goes for um, forward and says uh, in five chapter five verse nineteen um, it says the actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious. They, sometimes it's also uh, like the the acts of the flesh um, since they. So the actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious since they include sexual immorality, moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, drug use, casting spells, hate, fighting, obsession, losing your temper, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry, jealousy, drunkenness, partying, and other things like that. I warn you, as I have already warned you, that those who do those kinds of things won't inherit God's kingdom. And he says, but in verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against things like this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the self with his passions and its desires. That, yeah, is that there are... There are these lists of um, sins, and the more you look, the more, I mean, you can find them. Uh, John, First John five seventeen, also says um, every unrighteous action is sin, but there is a sin that does not result in death. That's the second 
part of that verse, but it says every unrighteous action is sin. That everything that is not done from a righteous point of point of action is sin. And if you go to James 4, verse 17, um, it says, if you don't do what you know is right, you have sinned. I mean, that, that right there is like, if you know what you need to do or you know that something is right to do and you don't do it, it's a sin of omission. It's a, you've, something that you should have done, but you didn't do it. That's sinning as well. So there's all different ways of sinning. Um, they're all, and they're all out there. Um, so, so yeah, we just ran through what is sin. Well, here's the beautiful thing is that God forgives us of our sin. There isn't a sin except for blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, which is talked about briefly in the Gospels. And that is, that is, blaspheming the Holy Spirit is basically accrediting um, the works of the Holy Spirit to Satan um, or saying that the Holy Spirit is not capable um, because the Holy Spirit is God and the Holy Spirit is not Satan. So um, that's something entirely different. And I don't know a whole lot of people who have um, attributed uh, saying that the miracle, saying that the miracles and that uh, that the workings of God have been attributed to the devil. I, um, uh, when I read about it with the, the Pharisees and there were people that were saying that he cast out, that Jesus cast out, um, devil by the devil and that, uh, they were just flat out denying that all of the miracles that he was doing were not of God. And that's, they were basically saying denying Christ is that they're denying the work of the Holy spirit. They're denying that um, they're basically stuff is happening right in front of their eyes and they're denying that God is right before them. Um, that is, and I think that that's, closer to the unforgivable sin that's the one sin which is the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit which is accrediting um, I believe it's crediting Satan's um, Satan Satan's doings to the work of the Holy Spirit saying that it's basically the, what the Holy Spirit doing is Satan and it's like that's just gross <sighs> no um, so when somebody says, is such and such a sin, though, I think what they're asking is, will God forget, does God forgive this sin? And I think we really have to, like, stop and think, like, do our, what are we, what is our next, 
what is our next plan of action here? Are we going to approach this? Um, are we discerning what this person is saying? Are we asking God um, to reveal to us what this person is actually asking? Or are we just going to answer this with the most obvious answer, which um, which is not going to help them? Um, are we going to be a stumbling block to them? Because um, you know that if you tell your, your spouse that they're fat, that and you repeatedly tell them that they're fat, that's not going to help them lose weight. It's not going to help them get better. It's not going to help them, um, uh, you know, improve. And so it's not going to help them start eating better. Go, yeah, you're fat. Get over it. Yeah, just deal with it. Be there, be there in your fatness and be fat. Um, that's not... That's 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 not productive, and so we need to ask. Um, we need to ask God. We need to ask the Holy Spirit. We need to ask um, the Word. How do we approach this? How do we talk to somebody that like this? I mean, Jesus didn't walk up to the woman in the well and go, "Well, you're sinning. Get over it. Stop it." That's that's not the conversation that they had. Um, I I don't know anywhere in scripture where that happened. Uh, I saw I see in scripture where Jesus was like, "Oh, you are you need healing. Here, let me heal you. Now go and sin no more." You know, like that he 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 you know, or your sins are forgiven. And hey, um, now get up and walk. He always. There's always like this forgiven. There's God goes forward and he forgives people's sins is that there isn't a sin that isn't that he doesn't forgive um, with the with the woman at the well. Clearly, he was re- He's ready to forgive her of her of her adultery is that we know that God get, forgives adultery. We know that God forgives lying. We know that God forgives um uh, we know that uh, God forgives the being involved with a cult and doing occultic things because of the guy in Acts who was the um, I think his name was Simon the Sorcerer who basically gave up everything and and decided to follow Christ and um, gave his life to Christ and then he was like oh can I buy the 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 being able to do miracles and they're like. No, and you really no, you can't buy this. This is it's it is absolutely you 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 can't purchase that at all. Um, there's there's nothing that e- e- either either God has bestowed this to you or He hasn't. There's there's no you can't buy it. Um, yeah, so there's a lot that. Um, that we can we can refer to and we see that over and over again is that God does forgive sins is that there isn't a sin and i think we need to ask as have we as as individuals have we said are there sins that god that i'm not sure that god will forgive and i think this this is an important question to ask because i think that sometimes that um that our attitudes towards people who have committed sins um, leave us questioning whether or not God will actually forgive them. Um, and then that, when we have that question in our hearts, it 
translates into how we deal with people. If I'm incapable of hugging someone who is, um, who is, who is uh, trapped in drug addiction, who is uh, struggling with homosexuality, who continually lies, if somebody who is um, prideful, someone who is um, dirty, has just a lot of hurt in them, and um, they're angry. And if I can't find myself that whether or not that God can forgive them for their actions, then I have to ask myself, am I placing certain sins? Am I, am I placing myself above that person? Because if I'm above that person, then I am a position where I, where I'm ranking sin, where I am. If I, if I am, if I commit the, I'm placing myself, if I commit those sins, God doesn't love me anymore where God doesn't want me, where I am unusable to God. I'm unlovable by God if I commit certain things and if I do certain things or if I've done certain things. And I think that this is the question we need to ask ourselves is somebody when they're asking, is such and such a sin? Are they asking, does God love me? Can God love me? Will God accept me? Somebody once pointed out that when you're fishing, that, um, and I know I've pointed to this in the past, but um, you cannot clean a fish while they're swimming around in the ocean. You have to get them in your net or on the line and then they have to get them in the boat before you got them. And sometimes you have to wait till you get to the shore before you got them. Depending on your setup and your boat. Which means that there's a lot of things that they're going to be, that those fish are going to have before, for a while. And the one thing that I think that is amazing about God is that if we go to John, first John one, nine, it says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. If we claim we have never sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second because if we believe that something is a sin, we believe that God can definitely cleanse us from that sin. Now, I think it's important to note out note is that um, is that other people don't forgive us. It's God that forgives us. It's other people that don't clean us out. It's God that cleans us out. 
um, we can present the word to people, but it's God that ultimately washes out our hearts. And so I can present the word to people, but I am definitely going to take them to the the place where, you know, if if somebody says, is such and such a sin, I'm going to say, I know that God loves you. And I know that God wants to have a relationship with you. And I know that that there are a lot of sins out there. And if you're willing to let go of your sinful lifestyle, um, well, is that God wants you in his kingdom, but he's going to clean you out a bit. And so you, you have to confess that the way that you've been going about your life is wrong and that God wants you to have a better life. And so it's basically where, you know, I mean, some people, they, they start out with going, oh, yeah, this drug addiction has caused me a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and living like this. And I, I, I don't need it anymore. This last week, I watched a woman who'd been struggling for years with drug, drug addiction. She, um, she's been homeless. She came to church. Um, she shocked the people that, um, have been helping her, um, that she showed up at church. She showed up with her friend and she went forward for prayer. She went forward because she knew she needed the Holy Spirit because she had relapsed with her drug addiction and she was struggling and she couldn't do it on her own. And it was so beautiful. I was weeping because I was like, oh my gosh, I have just begun to watch this woman and I'm watching her going, I can't do this on my own. I need help. I can't do it. And I believe that that's what God, where we where God can take us and he can use us and he can change us is that when we say I can't do this life on my own anymore and while she has a lot more issues than just drug addiction is but God gets a hook in us and he cleans us out sometimes it takes a little bit longer to clean us out of stuff but once he's got his hook in you he will clean you out (laughs) Um, and I believe that uh, sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to get cleaned out than others and that this is something that we that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to do and to work on is that we know that God wants is that God wants us we know that God loves us and God wants us to live a better life than what we've been living And if we have hurt and if we have pain and if we keep falling and failing, God wants us to surrender our lives over to him. And he does that through the blood of Jesus Christ is that is that, yes, there is sin. And yes, but we need to. And yes, we need to repent. But that repentance looks like I've got I have been messing up my life. I've been trying to do it this way and I can't do it. And I need the Holy Spirit. I need God. I need God to clean the. I need God to clean me out. I need God to fix the things in my life, and that's where I I believe that we need to be um, available. So, um, is is whatever a sin? Yeah, yeah. That's the question. That's the answer. Yeah, the Bible says. 
Yes and yes, over and over again, that there are so many sins, tons of them, adultery, homosexuality, lying, thieving, pride, greed. Oh, yes, they're all there. Um, drug addiction. Yeah, it's, it's all the drunkenness. It's all there. It's factions, jealousy, rivalry. Um, you know, there's tons of sins. I, I got to go back to that, that, that version of um, the CEB version of uh, Galatians 5.19 because, man, that's a punch in the gut because I, I, I see that in a lot of things and I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of sins. But the question is, is we need to have the Holy Spirit um, within us discerning what the person on the that's asking that question. Now, if it's a Christian that's coming up to me and say, asking me and testing me, hey, is this a sin? Is X and X a sin? You know, X, this over thing over here a sin? I'd be like, come on, you read the Bible, you know it is. Why are you asking me? You know, are you just, are you just testing me? Yeah, of course it's a sin. Or you want to know because you're doing it. I mean, this, and you're looking for a way out. Do you want me to say, well, you know, God will forgive you? Well, which is true. God will forgive you if you confess it. You know, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. Are you confess? Are you saying, yeah, I'm doing it? And then, do you want God to cleanse you out from it? That's the or you know, well then, let me pray for you. But if you're asking me, does God, if I do this, if I've done this, does God, does God, is God going to throw me into the pit fire of hell for all of eternity? And there's no way out. You know, I, am I done for? Jesus won't forgive it. And that's, that's not true. Is that God will forgive all of your sins. Is that everything that you've done wrong is that God has made a way for you to have relationship with him. And that's, for somebody that's asking that question, I think that that's where we really need the Holy Spirit and where we need to talk about what Christ has done, what Christ um, will do, and how God has made a way for relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. Um, That's a and um, I, I can't fault Lauren Daigle for answering the way that she did. I know that um, a lot of people are going, go, no, she should have said this. And that's fine. You can stand there and be wrong in your wrongness. <laughs> but, I mean, she answered the question to the best of her ability and to the best of her discernment at the time. Um, I, I think she did fine by that. And I think that the church should have given her a lot more grace and um, a lot more for and it extended her some forgiveness because I don't know what happened between her and God that evening or the next time that she opened up her Bible, but I'm sure she had a conversation with Jesus and about how she should have answered that. And I'm sure with other people that are um, counseling her and guiding her in her life. Um, I just wish that there was a lot more forgiveness and grace and mercy that happened on that end because I, I watch things like that and I go, oh, you guys, give her some space. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, we, you can't browbeat people into um, the kingdom of God. You can only love them. You know, it's the, it is the love of God that brings men to repentance. All right. So that's where I'm at. 
that's uh that's what we're talking about is loaded questions today basically um the boils down to is use discernment when uh, somebody asks you a loaded question and uh how do you get discernment well if you are lacking wisdom um ask god and he will give it to you liberally and that's Actually, if you go back to James, that's... Oh, read James. If you haven't read James, read James and read it one more than one time because there's a lot of wisdom in there and also Proverbs. But um, yeah, yeah, James and just just read James because I think that there's a lot of things that the church needs to cover in that. Okay, anyway, I've gone over my time uh, today, but thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, if you have any questions, you can send them to me at, uh, talk to me at unchurch.net and I will check up on, I check up on the email about once a week. So if you don't hear right away, I'm not, I'm not, um, picking up the email and going, oh, who's sending me a message today? Who's sending me a message today? So just, just be patient if you send me a message. If you want to be a guest on the show, I'd love to have you, um, talk about different topics and stuff like that. Um. So, uh, and you don't need to be, have a, um, you, you don't need to have a, uh, a degree, a biblical degree to talk, to, to talk or talk about something. If you just want to have a chat about, um, stuff that's in the Bible, we can do that. And I'd love to have, I'd love to chat with you. So let's see. Um, yeah. Talk to me at unchurch.net. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to be on the next couple of weeks. We'll still be probably on forgiveness and mercy and grace. All right. Have a great week, rest of the week, and see you next time.